Join the conversation with the Morning Majlis, Pulse 95. Yeah, it's all about joining the conversation. Of course, a lot of people talk about investing. It's a big trend in buying commodities, buying a particular uh, online asset as well, which is which has been a key area of focus for many people. Luckily, here in the studio, we'll have someone who has been an entrepreneur for uh, Almost two decades in IT, telecom and international business, gaining an invaluable experience and leading to the creation of the Infinity Tool, an individual who also coaches hundreds of students from over 20 countries on how to be profitable in the Forex markets. We're very kindly joined by Bas Kweiman, who is CEO and Asset Manager of DHF Capital SA. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a great pleasure for us. Now, a lot of people tend to ask Morning Majlis, oh, is it okay we invest in this? And we've got no clue in terms of being <laughs> experts, but we've got, we're have got we lucky we've got an expert here in the studios. Um, we've seen a big trend, and you might have seen it as well. Younger generation are now saying, you know what, I want to buy this online asset. Um, so what are, how should investors be looking at investing in their assets, whether it's online, physical assets, especially for the young generation? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. I think it's it's really important for people to see their um, their portfolio mm. more than only a savings account because mm. that's what we te- got teached in school. Just work, make a savings account, and if something happens, you can take it quickly. Mm. Luckily, there are other products that are also just quite liquid, as we call them, which means you can take your money out as well. Um, and there's different options. There's uh, especially here in the UAE region, you have the option for physical gold. That is um, mm-hmm. l- luckily easier than, for example, in Europe. Um, but also online investments, uh, different uh, currency trading that you can do, uh, stock trading. A mm-hmm. lot more apps lately in the last, let's say, five years uh, became a lot more easier to actually build a small stock portfolio where you can buy also smaller amount of of shares. You don't have to buy one share of Tesla or one share of Apple, you can buy a portion of it. Mm. And it makes it more accessible for for people, which is kind of a bit of my goal for the last couple of years to make it more accessible and and understandable for people. So talking about wealth creation, uh, after making some research, I know that you have become a published author of Trading and Investing. So let's talk a little bit more as as well about uh, investing and how important is investing um, and diversification of one's assets and at this time from your point of view? Yeah, so I, I wrote that book because I wanted to kind of make the bridge between traders mm-hmm. uh, where indeed I have, I have tools, I have software and I can teach people how to trade. I honestly believe I can technically teach everybody how to trade. Wow. But it doesn't mean that you're a trader, that you like it or that you want to do this for the rest of your life. Mm. So moving to investments where you can outsource that to other traders or to asset managers or to different products that are doing it for you mm. um, is kind of the bridge I try to make in that book. And most important is to, to have the diversification. So invest a part in stocks, invest a part in bond-related products that are very safe, uh, invest a part in the currency market, which is then may- maybe a bit more volatile, uh, and have some physical gold, physical silver if you can, or otherwise 
maybe buy it online in a trusted place. Mm. Um, and that way you mix that if there's uh, active things happening in the world, gold price will go up, maybe stock price go down at the same time, but your portfolio is still doing well. Mm -hmm. So it's about that mix that you create investing in different asset classes. I think when it, it comes to investing as well, you might only hear the success stories, um, but there are a lot of uh, bad investments that you can make and a lot of risks that come with investing. Can you talk about some of the risks that come when you make an investment? Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's very important to, to see where you're investing in and how much you know about that subject. Yeah. So sticking to the things you understand, for example, S&P 500, it's the 500 American companies in one product and you can buy it. And if they together go up, your investment will go up. If they together go down, it will go down. But you don't have to look in all the 500 different companies to make that decision. So you're basically just investing in an economy. This is easier to understand than to go into really heavy analysis on one specific stock that might go down 20% and you didn't expect that. So try to invest in the things that you do understand or that are easy to find online and easy to research um, and maybe don't always follow the people around you that are saying, okay, this stock, this is going to be the one mm. because it, if you if you don't understand it, it might not be the mm. one uh, and, and then you're going to blame your friends and people around you, which is uh, mostly a bad investment. Mm. I think that's a very key point in, about investing in places that you yourself understand because your own friend circle will be investing in different different stocks and they probably have a better understanding of the product and more passionate about it. Um, the other th aspect is a, a very cautious investor like myself who reads too much into updates, the interest rates rising, um, the potential recession in the United States. And there's, and I still strongly believe in that philosophy of that if America sneezes, the world catches a flu. How true is that? <laughs> and uh, to what extent and what are the major, um, let's say, shocks that people can expect towards the end of the year? Is there a recession coming? Um, so if there's recession coming, it's never coming all over the world at the same time. Yeah. And that's kind of that goal. So if you have uh, some American stocks or a stock portfolio in that region, why do you mix it up with an uh, Europe stock portfolio? Invest some BMW or invest mm -hmm. some, some stronger German companies, for example. Um, it's, it's all about that mix. And, and, and as mentioned earlier, when the stock market goes down, gold markets, for example, it's go it, up. Yeah. So having that balance where one goes down, other one goes up, uh, kind of helps you survive those periods. And most of those periods are temporarily. So if you look at the stock market from very long time ago, like 50 years ago till now, you're still up even due to the recessions of the 2000s, the, the dot-com bubble, the mm. 2012, the mm. coronavirus. All those moments have caused dips in your portfolio. But at the end, there's still a rise since those moments. So as long as you have a long-term vision, that will not really cause an issue. It's, of course, sad if you just invested and then you see your portfolio go down by 20, 30 percent. Mm. But then know that, that all those moments are temporarily as well and it will grow uh, on the long run. Bas, I would like to take your take also on um, investing in the digital economy, for example, and your take on that. Um, what do you think about incorporating artificial intelligence in your investments? 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a really hot topic at yeah. this moment. So as an IT guy, I'm I'm investing in algorithmic trading for eight ten years. Um, it's basically a an, an, an front runner of of AI, mm -hmm. where a programmer creates tools that do investments for you, mm -hmm. but they don't change itself. So if it says okay at this specific analytic point I'm going to buy and at this analytic point I'm going to sell, it will only do that. Mm -hmm. Now, AI is, is new, where AI, you kind of give the power away of changing those rules. Mm -hmm. And that's, in my opinion, is still a bit early to actually have your money invested with fully automated tools that, that you don't exactly know what it's going to do with your money. And I think that, that people have to just make that cons conscious choice. So um, it, it's, I think it's very important to say, okay, also there, Part of your investment can go into AI companies and part of it maybe not because it can be a hype and at the end not so profitable. Part of it being how much percentage from your point of view? It's very new. So mm. if, if you would see as an investor into the seed stage, you maybe want to invest 5 or 10% maximum okay. in, in early technology. It's good not to miss it, but not to go all in on something that you don't know yet if it's going to play out. Yeah, it is. It is considered quite new in the in the investment world. Now, also, can you touch on possibly any other new and exciting investments or asset classes that you can talk to maybe a listener out there who wants to to learn a little bit, but also find that new and exciting investment out there? What would you recommend? So then AI at this moment would be one of those more mm. exciting things to talk about mm. and to research and to see which kind of companies are making those AI moves and, yeah. and, and investing in it heavily. Um, and if you can be part of that, that can be a really nice thing to also follow. You directly get up to date with the technology. Um, so sometimes I also just like to invest in something because they will send me their quarterly reports or mm -hmm. they will send me their monthly shareholder updates. Um, and then I receive that information, even though I may be a very small, absolutely not important shareholder. Mm -hmm. But you will get up to date about what's going on within that company mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, and it's because AI is so broad, whether it's ChatGPT or artificial intelligence used in cars nowadays, it is so broad. I think what well, one thing I'm taking from you is do your research beforehand. Make sure that you are interested in that investment and that you fully understand it before committing your own money towards it. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the research before you make any kind of transfer is uh, extremely important. And in terms of uh, the common mistakes, you know, apart from that you know, research, because there's a lot of people, especially the young ones, they get carried away as soon as they see high returns, <laughs> whatever savings they've got gone straight into investments. Um, uh, there's a very important point that you raised earlier that we're always taught to have some form of savings. So when is the safety net that people can start investing in this? Because a lot of wealth experts have their own own analysis and theories that you should have this much to for a rainy day and then start investing yeah it's very personal of course depending mm. on your situation like do you have mortgage do you have yeah. kids do you have yeah. things to take care of uh, rule of thumb i'm using is six months of your of, of the the amount you need to survive right. um, because within six months a lot can change you can mm. find another job you can find another source of income mm. uh, not having those six months actually makes you a very stressed investor true i've seen people going away from their day jobs because they learned how to trade going back to their day jobs because they love to trade part-time 
but they didn't love to trade when their actual money mm. had to come in from trading for mm. the mortgage payment, for the school payments of the kids mm. and for the actual grocery bills. True. So they became an extremely stressed investor 12 hours behind the computer a day <laughs> because they didn't want to leave it behind. And when they were doing it part time for some extra income, they, they were totally fine with that because the, 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 the basic job took care of those bills. So it's very important how your psychology change when mm. you actually become fully yeah, in the need of those investments. If I want to get a little bit personal, I'm just wondering um, what is the best investment you've ever made? If you can share it with us. <laughs> yeah, actually, every investor has one of those. Yeah. Um, I have a very interesting one mm -hmm. where I, in a very young age, about 13 years old, was able to buy Apple. What? Wow. And wow. so that, that is actually in a really early <laughs> stage where Apple wow. was between 8 and 13 euro per share. And then they moved to 200 when I was 18 years old. Wow. wow. So Amazing. that was maybe the best one. Uh, return-wise. Um, and as an IT guy, I really got early in on the crypto mm. um, because it was new. It was interesting. Mm. And then you do it with a certain amount of money that you are able mm. to say, okay, I will try. Mm. Uh, but the first Bitcoins I bought around the $300 level. Wow. So that's, but that was only when IT guys were in Bitcoin. No mm. one in finance yeah. even yeah. knew what it was. So I had actually a finance-related colleague just dropping a newspaper on my desk saying like, what's this? Tell me what is this. And I was like, <laughs> okay, we'll find out. And yeah, that's yeah. when I got in. So It's all wow. about grabbing opportunities at the right time. Yeah, and then and doing it with, yeah. a, with a comfortable amount mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. if it doesn't go there, because I have a lot of those examples as well, <laughs> uh, then, then it doesn't. But yeah. the, the ones that work, uh, they can work out very well. Yeah, so. it's a nice way to, to sort of... Uh, it's a little bit like a gamble, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's like a, for keeping your fingers crossed and think, okay, if this is gonna go well. And now, in terms of um, the lot, I like the the fact that you talked about long term investment here because you talked about Apple and thought you believed in it thirteen years ago. Uh, but what is the dangers? What is your suggestion on this regular flipping of an in investing, pulling money back out, or or do you recommend to to take a pause and let it rest for a while, and eventually it will go up? Yeah, so a very basic rule of thumb is uh, buy low, sell high. And okay. unfortunately, people do the opposite. So mm -hmm. they get in on a high point when there is there's media around it and everybody yeah. talks about something. It's in a high price. They buy it. It goes down. They get scared and they get out. Mm -hmm. And then you did the opposite of making money. You lost. True. So the goal is to I saw just white laptops where all the other laptops weren't white at that moment of mm. the Apple choice. So mm. I saw something new, something that didn't come from the Microsoft side, uh, which Dell and, and, and other brands were, were using. True. And I thought, like, okay, this might be something that people want to use. Mm. And, and that's kind of how you see, okay, there's something different. It's mm. something that I want to invest portion of my, of my portfolio in. Um, and then let it go for like, as long as you, as you technically can. And and you touched on a little bit ago about crypto and uh, being one of those early investors. Now, we know how volatile that market is. Can you talk about what you think the future might hold when it comes to the crypto market? Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting market. Uh, at the beginning, it was really tradable, as we mm -hmm. call it. So you could actually enter trades on a daily or weekly basis and, and go in and go out. At this moment, it's an investor's market. So yeah. also personally, I really went to the buy and hold 
of coins I have researched. Mm -hmm. So you see which ones you mm -hmm. have a certain belief in. Um, and then it's also a buy and hold. So still it became an investment as in long term mm -hmm. Hold and wait and see what it can what it can do for you. So you don't think that it was potentially a fad. You do think it's here to stay and 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 potentially has even further growth. Yeah, if you see the total amount in cryptocurrency at this moment, and also the people who have contributed that to that total amount mm -hmm. of uh, of dollars uh, invested, it's not here to disappear tomorrow. Um, but it has its volatility. It does go up and down a lot. Definitely. Amazing. Well, uh, Bas, uh, you've also been uh, you know, making things accessible for, for the younger generation and for a lot of investors, first-time investors as well. What's your word of advice to, to someone who's not started, is skeptic about it, has little understanding about it, how to make it accessible? What, what do you say to them usually? Um, I think that safety net that you that you touched upon before, it's a very important thing to create first. Mm. I do see people sometimes that want to invest $100 into something, but they do not have their savings account or their savings account is also $100. Yeah. That might be a bit on the early start to call yourself an investor. Um, it's, uh, it's sometimes easier to find an extra income or to make extra income. Uh, before you outsource it to an investment firm, for mm. example, or to another trader that will do the trading for you. Right. So I think it's good to, to build up some more finance, uh, work more on, on setting funds apart for your investment uh, journey. So try to save 10, 20% of your salary, put it aside till it has a little bit of volume that you can actually start investing. Um, and by starting to do that, you're actually investing in yourself already. That's that's a, that's like a, yeah. a standard podcast poster. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I think I think that's very very important. Yeah. I think that's uh, that understanding that yes, it is traditional to have a savings account, but it is also the major backbone before you can call yourself an investor. Well, Bast uh, Koyman, CEO and Asset Manager of DHF Capital SA. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Well, I hope a lot of you are now a bit more motivated to become investors and start investing in different uh, asset classes and ho hopefully building your own portfolio. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And if you'd like to catch this discussion as a podcast, you can do so on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast and Spotify.